Well, hello everyone. This is Mark Anthony, and this is my beautiful wife, Tori Stevens. I am so glad that you came. We're with Edge on Regenerative Medicine. We're here to focus on helping people, getting the word out. I don't need to preach to you and saying, hey, you know what? Things are being stopped. Why do things be stopped? It's because truth is at the door. And today we have an awesome, awesome guest on our show. I'm excited, and I'm going to have my lovely wife not only introduce you to Dr. Michael, but she's going to read off, um, I call it accolades, some great accolades, and what he's doing and how he is making a dent in the industry. So please stay tuned. And remember, sharing is caring. Share this. And the reason why I say share this, it's about helping people. When we finally get our eyes off ourselves and think about helping others, that's when we win. And please share this. All right. Dr. Michael Shalhoub is with CEV Chiropractic and Nutrition Director with 25 years of experience in both the science of chiropractic and nutrition. Dr. Mike is a former instructor in joint physiology and spinal biomechanics at the university level. He has written and illustrated a textbook on spinal physiology as well as an ebook on nutrition and detoxification. Both are available either at the office or online, which we will post below in this broadcast. Dr. Mike directed one of the largest chiropractic offices in the nation before leaving on sabbatical to launch his nutrition company. His unique skill set comes from both academic pursuit as a competitive athlete his whole life. His number one purpose is spreading health and vitality and being truly committed 110% to the public health and well-being. Dr. Mike is a nationally and internationally acclaimed speaker on health and wellness and nutrition. Welcome, Dr. Mike. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That, that's a big introduction to live up to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and I, I do have to make one correction, though. I almost don't want to because then people are going to be able to guess my age, but it's been almost 40 years now. And that's yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm younger. I'm older than I look. It's because I practice what I preach. There you go. Well, well, think of it this way. You're like wine. We just continue to ferment. It's better. Yeah. Until <laughs> we turn into vinegar, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another story. <laughs> but until then, we're staying strong. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we want to ask the most, the most frequently asked questions, doctor. Is my problem because of my age? Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. And I think Jack LaLanne answered that question for us through the course of his lifetime. People don't know that Jack Lane was also a chiropractor, but there was so much professional bigotry at the time, they could, he couldn't talk about chiropractic at all. But he got the whole show started about exercise, nutrition, supplementation. And he's a perfect example. When he was 80 years old or 75, he swam across San Francisco uh, Bay towing two rowboats filled with people. I mean, nobody's ever done that before since regardless of their age. And so I've always lived under the, in the mantra that it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with the quality of the experience. And, um, you know, I've gotten back into some serious training myself. And I've broken records. I've been an athlete my whole life, but I've broken records at my age now that I couldn't have broken when I was a young man. Mm -hmm. uh, just to prove a point to myself. You know, the research that's happening right now in genetics shows that the telomeres um, that shorten, that determine our lifespan, can also grow, that there are enzymes that make them grow, so we can forestall the aging process if we do a lot of the right things. And so as far as age having anything to do with your health or well-being, 
it's not your age, it's what you've done with those years. Hmm. Yeah. And just like in genetics, you know, we want to blame uh, the genetic code on everything. There's a couple of really interesting things that have happened with the genetic code that people don't necessarily uh, haven't heard about because it doesn't sell uh, in so far as the context that we're being sold. You know, if you look at the stem cell research that's being done, and it's been done now for almost 40 years, what they found out 40 years ago was that you could take the exact same cells and put them in different mediums and they turn into different things. If you put it in one medium, it'll turn into a protein uh, that makes muscle. If you put it in another medium, it turns into cartilage or it'll turn into heart muscle. That caused a researcher by the name of Bruce Lipton, PhD, to do some research further on the genetic code and how much of an influence it really has on our lives. He's the first guy to pull the nucleus out of a cell. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize in the work that he did. He wanted to find out how long cells would live if they didn't have a nucleus in them anymore. You know what he found out? They don't die. They keep on functioning normally until they need new parts. And so when they were doing the coding, you've heard, used to, we used to hear a lot about the code they were mapping. You don't hear much about that anymore for a couple of reasons. We have about 140,000 different proteins as human beings that make up our bodies. And so according to the genetic determinist theory that we're being sold through the media and through the pharmaceutical industry, we need to have 140,000 different genes, one per protein. You know what they found out in doing this research? We have the same number of genes as an earthworm, about 20,000. So it isn't the genes that control anything. In fact, when they were doing this research and studying the DNA strand, they found all this extra protein in the nucleus. They called it junk protein. They didn't know why it was there. They just threw it away. Well, you know what we found out? It's the junk protein that tells the DNA what to produce. In other words, you have a cell membrane. The cell membrane gets an impulse from the environment. And based on that impulse from the environment, it sends a specific protein into the nucleus. And then that specific protein turns the page of the DNA to the right page that has the blueprints for the protein that it needs to make. So the DNA is nothing but a book of blueprints and it doesn't do anything. And if you think about it in terms of common sense, this whole concept of genetic determinism is nonsense, like breast cancer. If it was just a gene, then you would be born with breast cancer because we know that genes don't self-actualize. They don't just wake up all of a sudden. And so when you really start to look at things and apply common sense, the research doesn't, doesn't bear it out. And that's what, why I've come back into practice is to help people understand because people are beginning to ask these questions. You know, thank God that we have the internet and thank God that it's still free because it's the questions. The right answer to the wrong question doesn't benefit anybody. The right question, even with the wrong answer, begins to move us in the correct direction. And now we're beginning to ask the right questions. All right. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's a big topic I'd like to uh, discuss further, which is uh, cancer. Yes. And different types of cures and things like that. Um, you touched on a very interesting topic. Is it normal to be in pain and be on medications? <laughs> See, we've mistaken common for normal. And, and when we do that, we assume that all these different things that we suffer are supposed to be a part of our life. And in reality, it's not. The good book says, God said, it's not my wish that any man should suffer. And yet we suffer. 
So guess what? It's got to be our doing. So yes, and all of us are going to because none of us are perfect. But it's not normal just because it's common. So yes, we're going to suffer, but there's different ways to deal with that that lead to more or less suffering depending upon the choices that we make at that time. So basically, it's not normal, and of course, no. I'm sure you agree. I mean, our, our food's totally different from the way it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So that I'm sure that I, I know for a fact it has a lot to do with our pain. I know for a fact yes. that if I, if I eat a, if I try to eat, you know, Twinkies from the 80s, yeah. from then and now, I have yeah. a Twinkie, I got a migraine, I'm in pain. And yeah. Well, you, you know, it's funny, back to Jack Lane. Nutrition, we make a big deal about this stuff. I mean, we make it so much harder than it has to be. Jack Lane had a general rule when it came to nutrition. In fact, my first job was working at a Jack Lane health club. Oh. Jack Lane European health spas became family fitness centers, which became 24-hour. He started that whole show, too. But he had a saying, if man made it, don't eat it. So does that, well, that includes GMOs, too, because they're man-made. You know, when, the more we mess around with the plan, the more we screw it up. You know, we don't know what all the variables are. Just like the pathways in the human body, we take a medication to influence a pathway, not understanding that every pathway we influences influences every other one. So even the list of side effects is incomplete depending upon the individual. Same thing with vitamins. People get tested, well, I have a vitamin A deficiency. Well, you may have that because you've got seven other deficiencies, and the vitamin A deficiency is the one that's showing up now but that's a byproduct of a lack of vitamin C or a lack of vitamin God knows what. So the, this myopic approach, now we're beginning to practice medicine with vitamins. And what that means is we have a specific symptom or we're going to take a specific vitamin. Bodies don't work that way. In fact, mm -hmm. vitamin C is probably the single most important supplement we can take. Linus Pauling, who another Nobel Prize winner, he won a Nobel Prize for his work on vitamin C as it relates to cancer prevention and treatment. And it's critical. You guys have heard about cortisol. Everybody's okay. talking about cortisol. But people don't understand how cortisol relates to vitamin C. And let me explain this to you because this is a little snippet from some of the nutritional work that we do. Cortisol is a fight or flight hormone. It's a hormone that takes blood out of the organs and puts it in the muscle so you can run away from the bear. Because guess what? You don't need to have your blood in the organs you don't need to have your blood in your immune system. You need to have your blood in your muscles so that you can run and fight another day. And so the half-life of cortisol in the bloodstream is about 12 to 14 hours. Adrenaline does the same thing, but in shorter bursts. The half-life of adrenaline is less than a minute in the bloodstream. So, uh, but if you don't have enough adrenaline, guess what the body will do? It'll begin to elevate cortisol levels. That's why you can do all these things to lower your cortisol levels. It's never going to happen until you have enough adrenaline in your body. And guess what vitamin C is? It's a coenzyme in the production of adrenaline. That's why you can do everything correct and not have enough vitamin C. Nothing's going to work the way that it's supposed to. Does that make sense? And again, that's just an example of this whole myopic approach we have to nutrition is completely wrong. You need to take a good general supplement that has a little bit of everything so that the innate wisdom that's inside of human beings that took us from a single cell to 500 trillion cells that all talk to each other can decide what it needs moment by moment. Because that test you get on vitamin deficiencies is going to be different next week and the week after 
And it could be different in two hours than it is at that specific moment in time. Hmm. It's the same thing when we get a blood test and we make a lifelong decision to go on a medication based on a frozen moment in time, because that's all a blood test is. It's what your bloodstream was doing that at that time. If you're going to make a lifelong decision, you need to get blood tests done at different times during the day and maybe get a half a dozen of them and take an average. Then you've got a pretty accurate picture of what your body's really doing. But it's Love not it. cost effective to do that. You know? So would you say, would you, so I'm, I know, I'm sure you get this a lot. I, you know, people saying, do I have to take antibiotics? What, what, would the, what would your main core, what would you say on something like that? Antibiotics were developed really for people who had immunodeficiencies and were weak to begin with. Mm -hmm. Me, myself, I've never had an antibiotic. I've never had any prescription medication, nothing. And, and, I, and I would never take it. When I go to the dentist and they want to take, tell me to take an antibiotic, I won't do it. I tell them I'm going to find another dentist because you can give me a prescription, but I'm not going to fill it because it's nonsense. In fact, what we're going to find is that antibiotics are probably one of the biggest scourges of the 20th and 21st century. Antibiotics destroy the good bacteria in the gut. The good bacteria in the gut is where we produce serotonin and dopamine and all the neurotransmitters here. So we take all of this antibiotic, we kill all the good gut flora, and we wonder why we have a, an epidemic of suicide. Because we never get to the core issues, we never do anything to help anybody become the person that they were designed to be. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so is it normal to decay as we age? Yes and no. <laughs> well, it depends on what we mean by decay. We slow down. I'll give you an example from my life. My granddad lived to be 107. And he had an acre in La Puente back when La Puente was the edge of civilization. And he grew all his own fruits and vegetables. And he had a chicken coop. And he had great posture. He was perfectly healthy, was on no medication. As he got older, he got a little forgetful. Like grandpa was pretty healthy. If a woman walked in the house, it didn't matter who it was, he was gonna try and charm her and, and take care of business. You know, even at a hundred plus years old. So to get a little forgetful and to have a lose some of the connections, that's normal. But as he, uh, uh, in the last few months of his life, he just slept more and more until he finally faded away. Yeah. So there's a rate of decay and a type of decay that's normal. When we have to, we're forced to take medications from the age of 30 for the rest of our life, and we're on eight medications by the time we're my age, and I've had people that were on 32 medications, that's not normal, that's not healthy, it's not mm -hmm. smart, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So, okay, you hit, a, you hit something really hard, uh, close to my heart about medications. So what would you recommend to some of the viewers right now that maybe have to struggle with diabetes or other things yes. and they're having to take eight to 10 to 15 medications a day? What would you recommend for somebody like that? I know, I know we gotta be careful how we say it, but what would you recommend? Would you recommend that, hey, continue taking those and I guess things will finally get better? What would you say? Well, you know, you really think really things are finally gonna get better. You have to take a look at the economics of situations. And if we, if we look at the big picture, Science begins with social observation, and then it goes to the laboratory to find answers to the problems of society. And the third step is social observation again. We don't do that anymore. So we go to the laboratory, we sell all these products, but we never take a look back and get the 30,000 foot view. The 30,000 foot view says we haven't lost the war on cancer and heart. We're not losing the war on cancer and heart disease. We lost it a long time ago. You go look at the economics. 
nobody wants to talk about the sacred cow in politics, regardless of your political persuasion. But we spend over $3 trillion a year in healthcare. It's doubled in the last 12 years. It's going to double again. And answer me this, if it's healthcare and it worked, wouldn't it cost less every year? Of course. Because it isn't healthcare and it doesn't work and it's a dog and pony show. And it's the same thing when it comes to individuals. If you like the 13 medications that you're on and you want to be on more, then keep doing what you're doing if you're happy. And maybe you are, and I'm not here to judge. For me, no. You, you want to find a doctor that is on the same page you are. You want to be able to go and tell him, I want to get off as many medications as possible. Help me. And if they won't do it and they won't be committed to doing that, find somebody else. Because guess what? They're all looking for work now. The system is so corrupt. Even though we spend all this money, it's not going to any of the physician's pockets. And as we talk about this stuff, the doctors themselves that are in the field, they're in the battleground, the front lines of the battle, they're good guys. They're trying to do the right thing. But most of them don't know this stuff either, I hate to say. You know, they haven't had a chance to step back and take a look at the big picture. I'm going to share with you something else that may be a little bit controversial, but it's the powers that control this thing. We're all puppets to an extent based on the, 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 the powers that control the choices that we make. People talk a lot about big pharma and they should because they're corrupt. They're just a business. They don't really care about health and they'll tell you that. And that's what they should be concerned about is making money. That's all they are. But that's why we can't trust them independent of an oversight that's neutral from the standpoint of economics. So they have a huge influence on the decisions that the medical profession makes. Same thing with the American Medical Association, their business too. They don't really care about you or anything else. They care about keeping their organization healthy. Most people don't know that the chiropractic profession won a lawsuit at the Supreme Court level in 1990. If you look it up, Google it, AMA versus chiropractic Supreme Court. We won. They were found guilty of conspiring to contain and eliminate our profession for financial gain. So that should tell you everything about why things are, they are the way they are. And it comes back to what we said about the internet. You know, you can, people say that knowledge is power. Knowledge isn't power. Truth is power. And there's a gap between knowledge and truth a mile wide. And if I were to be asked what my purpose is in life is to help narrow that as much as an individual can in the environment that we're in. But we have all the tools to do that now. You know, people that are motivated can find the truth and can educate themselves if they're open to that and make better choices and have a better life because of it, you know. Did I answer your question? Because I, I went kind of sideways. I have a tendency to go sideways. Oh, love it. Oh. Just, yeah, we're, we're learning so much from you. We appreciate every, every bit of information. Um, so another question, we're wondering, why are our children constantly sick? Yeah. Well, we assault their immune systems the moment that they're born. We cut the umbilical cord before all the stem cells can leave the umbilical cord and get to the baby. So that's going to compromise their ultimate long-term health for the rest of their life. We put silver nitrate in their eyes, and now we want to give them a hepatitis vaccine the moment they're born. When we know hepatitis B is transmitted through sex and needles, and God only knows why a baby would need that. And now we're going to give them, I can't even count the number of vaccines, regardless of whether or not they've had a reaction to them in the past. We can't even get an exemption anymore because of the political corruptness that exists in the system that we're living in. And so that's part of it. That coupled with the environmental toxins, 
that we're all exposed to now, not just GMOs, but pesticides and the whole nine yards. And it's amazing any children survive, you know? We, people, we talk about the cancer rates and they'll try and throw something out and say, well, it's because we're living longer. Really? When the fastest growing rate of cancer is in children, how can that be logical or true? You know, childhood leukemia is going through the roof and, you know, God bless the children's hospital and God bless the fact that we have better treatment. But until the numbers of new cases begin to decline, we're fighting a losing battle. It's estimated that 1.5 million Americans, Americans, will be diagnosed with cancer this year. 1.5 million. It's crazy. Nobody dies of old age anymore like grandpa. I'm going to, though. I'm going to be a nasty old fart when I get old. Pardon my language. <laughs> my goal. Oh, oh my you're God. all just like my grandpa. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, it's funny, speaking of, you know, grandfathers. I remember my grandfather, he was in his late 70s, and, and um, his old saying was, hey, just because uh, there's snow on the top doesn't mean there's no fire in the furnace. Darn right. You have, you have to be careful for those that have snow on the top. They lived a long time for a reason. Yeah, the silver fox, I'm playing. You better believe it. Um, what, one of the biggest th uh, questions I actually have personally is I, I see that there's a lot of chiropractors, um, people that are doing stem cell, focus on neuropathy, and I'm starting to see a turn into health and wellness. What's, yes. the, what's the big difference from health and wellness? Huge. Compared to a chiropractor. There's, there's three different ways you can approach this thing. You can fight disease. We know that doesn't work. We tried that. It doesn't work. Even medicine knows it doesn't work. So now they're fighting disease, but they're calling it prevention. There's right. nothing in medicine that prevents anything. Think about it. By the time you go to a doctor and they give you something, you already have something. So prevention in the context of medicine is impossible too. The third and most efficient way is to maximize health. When you put your focus on maximizing health, you don't have to worry about disease. And so what does it take to maximize health? Two things. There's only two things that control your health. There's not a million of them, not a bunch of factors. The first is the innate intelligence that took you from a single cell, again, to 500 trillion cells. Every human being, the innate consciousness that's inside of them, the ability of all these trillions of cells to communicate with each other, each other in real time, instantaneously, makes the internet look like nothing. You'd have to multiply the internet times a thousand to, to get what you've got inside your own skull cap. And so that took us from a single cell to those 500 trillion cells. It's regulating your heartbeat. It's regulating hormone levels. It's doing all these wonderful things. And it's got to be able to talk to the body. And so how it talks to the body is through the coaxial cable called your spinal cord. Unfortunately, that thing's not always pain sensitive. So sometimes people have interruptions and they have no pain at all but they have high blood pressure. They have autoimmune diseases. They have all these other things. And again, I don't, no chiropractor pretends to cure disease. My job is to cure the lack of communication between your brain and every single cell in your body. In fact, our founder 120 years ago said that every single cell in the body has a separate and distinct communication with the brain. That's only been able to be proven in the last 20 years, but that's one of the things that that stem cell researcher proved that what sends the signal from the cell membrane, what triggers that signal from the cell membrane to send that protein into the nucleus to tell the DNA what to do is the signal from the nerve. 
That's why he got kicked out. Of, he was teaching at a, at a four-star medical school. He got kicked out because he was telling the truth. So uh, back to us as human beings, that signal's got to be interrupted. So that's number one. It's DNA intelligence is part of that equation. The other half of that equation is what your innate intelligence uses for energy. What does it use for energy? Air, food, and water. So you get your air, food, and water, right? That's your job. My patients, I tell them, your job is the air, food, and water. That's your job. My job is to make sure that that coaxial cable is functioning as good as is possible. None of us are going to live at 100% of our genetic potential. There's too much crap in our environment. We've done too much stuff to ourselves already. But 100% of what's left of our genetic potential will make us amazingly healthy and powerful human beings that can have a big influence. I had a wonderful conversation with your beautiful wife yesterday talking about, about these esoteric concepts that really shouldn't be that esoteric. Everybody should understand this. Who we are is, is at an effect of an experience that we have. We're, we're creatures that we're energy more than anything. And we experience, other, we experience people on a very different level than even the spoken word. And when we all get healthy and we can communicate the way that we were intended to communicate, we're all going to have a better experience. We have a lot of people that do a lot of crazy things because they can't find happiness because they're so far away from the plan. And so our job as chiropractors is to help people live according to the plan. In fact, the founder of chiropractic, D.D. Palmer, on his gravestone, you know what his gravestone says? The purpose of chiropractic. Are you a little emotional? because it's so heavy to me in my life. The purpose of chiropractic is to rack the skeletal system, to reunite man the physical with man the spiritual. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Our, the philosophy of what we do is the most beautiful of any profession known to man. And yet we're the only profession that's been, that experiences, still experiences professional bigotry. What most people Crazy. don't understand is that the heart has a magnet magnetic field that can be measured, that is measurable. Yes. And it communicates uh, from person to person. That's yes. why we, we don't only um, perceive with our eyes, but we have a perception based upon our own magnetic field that is yes. measurable that we cannot see. Yes. And has one. And depending upon what's within that, it transfers communication to one another. Yes, it does. People need to understand that we are more than what we what we see, that we are made up of trillions of, of magnetic impulses. Yes. And and in that and in that field, that's where memory is stored as well. In fact, there's a gal that had a heart transplant. I don't know if you've heard this story before. She had a heart transplant and she woke up screaming from these nightmares about being murdered. And it was so much she went and saw a counselor. And finally, they went to the police department because some of the things that she remember were in such detail. As it turns out, the gal that she got the heart from had been murdered that way. And through the dreams that she had, they were able to find the killer. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Because the heart is, is actually more of a, has more of a memory, sometimes I've heard, than even the brain. Yes. And the cell is, has a cellular memory. And trauma is stored in the cells as well. Yes. And they're finding different techniques and ways to remove the trauma 
from that's stored in the body so that disease will not be able to take place later in life. Yes. So we are we are in a beautiful time in, in life where we're able to decode and uncode all of the genetics. Uh, yes. Well, what we're, and what we're finding is that so much of what was lost through, mm -hmm. through history and what we knew about the body, we're rediscovering, but now we have the technology to examine it even further to make it tangible for every individual. And uh, um, science is the mysticism of the modern world, uh, if, you, if you listen to Joe Dispenza. And uh, uh, there are explanations, and, and as science becomes more objective and less subject, to the whims of the people that control the purse strings. We're gonna be finding all, all of it is available now. If we're willing to look, like we had talked about yesterday, truth seekers and uh, knowledge seekers are two different breeds. Knowledge seekers are usually have an agenda. Truth seekers have no agenda, they just want the truth. And the truth will speak to you at a different level, it will speak to your heart. You'll know the truth when you hear it, as long as this isn't too active. And uh, again, um, we're living in a really great time. That's why as we talk about all these things, I'm not a negative guy, I'm excited. Mankind's just going through its ad ugly adolescence. The, the pimples are gonna clear up, the teeth are gonna straighten, and it's gonna turn into that, that beautiful creation that God intended. And we're in the process of that right now, we're in a critical tipping point. And because the truth is the only thing that will set you free, we're gonna tip in the right direction. It may not be pretty, during the process, but we're going to wind up where we're supposed to be. And it's going to be great for all of us. Amen to that. I have a, just a question. You mentioned uh, Dr. Parker. And um, when he said that saying, when he said about the, I'm probably saying correctly, do you know justice, but when he said something about the spiritual wrapping around the physical, what what does that really mean? When he said mankind's, the purpose of chiropractic is to rack the spell of the skeletal system, which is right. the adjustment to, okay. to reintroduce man, the spiritual with man, the physical, right. Felt that the, the central nervous system was there's 30, in fact, there's 33, let's back up a second. There's 33 major principles in chiropractic. And this is why we're still, still called quacks. That's why we were originally called quacks by the medical profession, because we have 33 principles. And the first principle is there is a God. That's wow. our first principle. And God gives the properties of life to all living creatures at all times. That's our second principle. The third one is those properties travel from above down and from the inside out, giving properties of life to all creatures. And it goes on and on. But that's what he meant. And that's why we've had experiences like in my office. I gave a gal an adjustment once. And she started crying hysterically. And I couldn't contain I thought I heard her. I didn't know what happened. And I asked her, I need to call nine. She couldn't even contain herself to tell me whether or not I needed to call 911. But as she finally calmed down, she said, you know, my husband and I have been having trouble since we were married. I've had these feelings of resentment that I never really understood. We've been in counseling for years. But when I adjusted you, I have a memory of being raped by my father. Oh, wow. Crazy, huh? Wow. But as soon as you remove that obstruct, as soon as that body was able to reconnect and optimize memories come back. I've had patients that had cancer that soon as I started adjusting them, all of a sudden they're in spontaneous remission. And again, I'm not trying to say I cure cancer. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But a little, the most slight help. And all of a sudden it's a different experience. I had a patient that I adjusted 
um, she started crying. She sobbed for 20 minutes. She had a release. Her husband was the guy that started Hang Ten Clothing. Remember the clothing with the little feet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Boyd. And I'm, she doesn't mind me sharing this story. And she had such a transformation in her life. She insisted on working for me. She became my receptionist. But she wanted to be a part of it. And God forbid if you came into my lobby and you weren't a patient, she didn't ask you. She took you right back into exam. You know what I mean? She was a true believer because of the change that she had in her physiology. And so my advice to everybody is learn as much as you can about the plan and live according to it. It's not, not hard. It's really pretty easy. I get adjusted by uh, uh, an associate doctor or checked at least once a week. Okay. And I don't put processed foods in my body. And like I said, uh, um, not too bad for 90. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to I want to do everything that I'm doing now when I'm 90 and I know that I can and but the only way you get there is by living according to the plan I love it I love it whole, whole foods you know um yes I know uh, I have a, a family member who was just diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and so naturally I go to the internet and I say how to cure autoimmune disease naturally yes and immediately shoots me over to eat whole foods. Yeah. It's really a lot of these issues Food. are solved by uh, giving the body what it needs and removing what it doesn't need. Yes. That, that food is a simple. bad trigger. Yes. It's pretty simple. And then I studied the heart. And my friend, my another friend was having cardiovascular. So I naturally, yes. what well, doctors are saying, and this doctor got in trouble because he was curing it with vitamin C, with flavonoids. Yes. So yes. I naturally started removing the, the, you know, having, you know, then remove the things from the diet that would cause the heart issues. Yes. And then adding in what, what the body needs to yes. heal itself. It is designed to heal itself. Yes. And, and it's healing itself constantly 24-7. Your heart, the cells in your heart exchange twice a year. Every six months, every four to six months, every cell in your heart has been replaced with a new one. Same thing with your liver. Same thing with your intestinal tract. You get new skin every three weeks. You get new, lung every, new lungs every three weeks right along with it. And what replaces healthy cells with more healthy cells is having the right fuel and making sure that the intelligence that controls that is talking to those cells. It's not hard. Autoimmune diseases always start in the gut. You have proteins that escape into the bloodstream that look like organs, and the body starts to attack them. And then when they're no longer in the bloodstream, then they start attacking the organ. But if you're going to get a handle on 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 uh, autoimmune diseases, you have to start with the gut. And, right. and so, when you step on a dog's tail, what end barks? See, the, all medicine wants to do is treat the bark, the barking end. Stop stepping on the tail, and the dog will quit barking. And it's really simple. Same thing with human beings. Same thing with diabetes. In diabetes, especially type two diabetes, it has nothing to do with the pancreas. It's a liver issue. When the liver becomes toxic, it can't break down the sugars fast enough. They stay in circulation, and boom. And then when the liver, and then you become acidic. Now you're acidic. Now because you're acidic, your estrogens denature faster. You got estradiol and free estrogen that elevates in the bloodstream, which causes more acidity, and it's a vicious cycle. I've had patients that did my liver detox from my uh, uh, nutrition company, and Within 30 days, not only was their blood sugar normal, but their blood markers were normal. They didn't change anything else. They didn't change their diet, nothing. And again, I don't pretend to cure diabetes or anything else, but everything, there's a law of cause and effect at work for all of it. And not, none of it's a mystery, not at this point. That's what I love about the internet. Anybody can look it up.
Before, when I was talking about the dangers of vaccination, back in the early 80s, I had death threats. I had a rock thrown through my window. I had the craziest stuff happen. But now, you don't have to believe me. Look it up for yourself. And then, you know, you have Snopes and other websites that say this isn't right, that's not true. But the dialogue is there. We're asking the right questions now. Because we're asking the right questions, we're moving in the right direction because eventually those questions will lead to the truth. Because the truth doesn't go away. That's the nice part about it. It's there. And God said, if I can't find anybody to tell the truth, I'll call it out of a rock. And I made him a promise a long time ago. As long as I'm alive, you'll never have to do that. That's why we love having doctors like you on our show, because you're not afraid of speaking the truth. No. Speaking the truth in love, because you love your patients, and you love health and nutrition and wellness. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody that's called to a cause that's not willing to die for it is a martyr already. And so, you know. Yeah. Well, we've got one big question. Last yes, sir. Kind of, you and I, I can just tell we can go forever on this. Yeah. Which we'll be having you on the show again quite a few times because yes. you have a lot of uh, – You're a plethora. I don't, I'm not going to use the word knowledge. I'm just you old. You know. You know yeah, I'm not going to use knowledge. You have power. Yeah, true. Thank you. Big difference. And so um, what can we do to fix this healthcare system? Or is this just the lost cause? Well, the system, the way that it, it's functioning now has to go. And you can't fix the healthcare system without fixing the political environment. And the way you fix the political environment is you have to end the lobbyist system. It's the lobbyist system that has to go. Because as long as that's in place, whoever has the most money controls the deck. And there are things that are in play. I'm working on a project right now to that end. I'm not quite ready to share that with them. Maybe next time I come on, I can share that with you. But there are ways to do that because of the technology that we have now. And the time has come and the public is ready. You know, when you are, the people that are in Washington aren't our leaders, they're our representatives. And there's a, we talk to them and they talk to us as though they're our leaders. You don't lead me, you work for me. And we have to reestablish that. And how you reestablish that is by ending the lobbyist system. Right now in California, though, the people that are making decisions regarding vaccine exemptions, what, however you feel about vaccines, that's okay. Believe what you want. If you want to do that, that's okay. But you should not be forced to put anything in your body that you don't want to. And the reason why that can happen is now these people think that they're our leaders and they're not. They're our representatives. We have to reestablish that relationship, and there's ways to do that that technology has afforded us. And maybe next time I come on the show, we'll talk about that. I'll share with you privately what I'm up to. We would love that, Doctor. Oh, yeah. It's been yes. a pleasure having you on, and you're just yes. a flexible of wisdom, and we've just barely tapped the surface. Oh, yeah. Well, so, back at you both. I, I enjoy being here, too. Anything that you need from me, I'm, I'm always here. Okay. All right, everyone, I want to say thank you so much, and then thank you, Doctor. Yes, blessing thank you and you want to be a blessing to others so sharing is caring i'm the sharing guy share it because we don't know who we're going to be able to help reach and touch yes. we're going to have uh dr mike's um shalub i'm trying to say it correctly yes <laughs> dr mike's phone number on the on the on the screen his yes. website will also be on there once we get that up and going and again i just want to say thank you and everybody make sure you share it Yes. And make sure you call this guy right here because he knows what he's talking about. Anybody who wants to reach out to me, if they could text me, that'd be it's always easier for me. Text is great. 
And we'll put my, that my, up. My, my voicemail fills up so fast. I never, I'm never on top of it. I hate to admit, you know. <laughs> All I right. Need a, I need a great helper like you have. You know, <laughs> she's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, yes. Doctor. Likewise. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you so much, and Thank we'll you. see you again. Okay. Bye.